All right, all right, all right. Um, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Uh, over the, as we're starting the podcast, I'm going to be figuring out how to, <laughs> how to do the intro. So grow along with me, stay with me, and we are going to make it happen. So you are listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast, where we seek to apply the Bible in real life. See, I really believe in literal naming. <laughs> Just makes life so much simpler. I got other things to worry about. They're trying to be cute. Let's talk about the Bible in real life on the Bible in real life podcast. Now, today's episode is um, we're going to be talking about <laughs> those are my sound effects. Okay. Um, for those looking on camera, they're gonna be like, did he just do sound effects like with his mouth? Yes, because I'm that dude. Anyway, the, today we're gonna talk about Halloween, right? And what should Christians do with Halloween? This is an age old topic, you know? How should Christians respond to Halloween? How has the church responded in the past? And how, as a family, should we respond going forward? Hmm. Are you ready for it? Well, let's get into today's podcast. So today, uh, I do not have a guest with me, unfortunately. But fortunately for you, I am here. I am on duty, and we're going to make this thing happen together. So um, let's just jump right into it. So let me tell you a story. So story time with Brother Lee, right? Um, me and my daughter, we were riding bicycles in the neighborhood, right? Now that the summer is over and it's not as hot as, as it can be here in Florida, we now go on a bit more bike rides and we were riding the bike rides and we see over here, there's like a little pumpkin. It's like, ah, oh, look at that. That's cute. Little harvest thing, right? Then we go further along and we see, we see like this. Um, there's one where it's, it's like hands and feet. If, uh, if it's still up, I may get a picture and post on Instagram or something. So make sure you follow in the podcast, but, um, it was hands and feet that were sticking out of the ground, almost like something was coming up out of the ground. And, and it was kind of scary. You know, we ride, we ride bicycles closer to the cool of the day. Cause I believe that's when Jesus walked on the earth. <laughs> through the cool of the day. So that's when we go outside and do our walks and ride bicycles. But, um, um, you know, uh, my daughter said, hey, dad, um, why is it again that we don't celebrate Halloween? Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, because we know we don't celebrate Halloween. She said, why is it that we don't celebrate Halloween? And I was like, oh, well, you know, um, uh, the, the devil's birthday. And I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think that's it. And I say, well, cause I don't like being scared. Right. And, and we shouldn't live in fear. So this whole night is about fear and scaring people. So that's, that's why we don't do it. You know, stop asking questions. <laughs> right. Parents, that's how we do it. Stop asking these questions. I said, no, that's why I won't do it. Cause I said so. Right. But it made me, it made me think, Right now, growing up in a Christian household, growing up um, 
with with my mom. I don't know if you got many of you knew my mother, but Sister Fuller, right? Uh, Sister Fuller didn't play, and we Halloween, <laughs> right? If if Halloween came on a Wednesday, we in Bible study. If Halloween came on a Sunday, we in church all day. If Halloween came on a weekday, we were probably there, <laughs> um, you know, in a classroom putting up some, putting up some, um, what is it, uh, you know, designing a room or painting something or redesign the classroom, right? So Halloween, no, it just wasn't something we thought about. Um, and I really believe that Christians kind of have five um, approaches to Halloween. Uh, and I believe these five, and we're going to talk about it, but what I want you to do is think to yourself, hmm, is this my approach to Halloween? Because I've talked to some of my friends just to kind of get some insight. So one response to Halloween is, oh, they participate. Oh yeah, nothing wrong with it. It's Halloween. Hey, let's go out, participate. Kids are dressing up. Um, Everybody is outside. Participating in Halloween, all of it. Hey, I'm here for all of it. We're going to tell ghost stories and we're going to have, you know, horror stories and we're decorating the house and the yard. We got tombstones out there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, they really, they really into the um, participating in it. So it's the option one. Some people think it's just fine. Number two is um, redeeming the day, right? Listen, listen, uh, churches, you know, they have the, the hallelujah party right? The, the harvest, the fall harvest jam, <laughs> right? So we redeem the day. The devil does not control a day because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So no, 365 days and six, uh, 366 on leap year, all the days belong to Jesus right? So the devil does not get a day. We're going to redeem the day and glorify God on Halloween. Amen, somebody, right? So there's fall festivals, or we kind of create this alternative. Hey, there's trunk or treat, right? So we just redeem the day. Hey, Satan, you cannot have a day on the calendar. Are you serious? This is the, the earth is the Lord's, right? So that's an approach. Participate, uh, some just participate, some redeem the day, others just ignore it. You know, I got a friend of mine and uh, they were like, hey, on Halloween, we just turn the lights off, all the lights off in the house. We don't let our light shine. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we just we just turn our light off. Right. Hey, we don't participate. You know, it's just ignore. It. It's another day. Just another day on the calendar. You know, the world doing their thing. Uh, we stay in the house, we watch a movie or whatever, and it is what it is. Don't nobody ring the doorbell because our lights are off. If they do ring the doorbell because they don't know the rules of Halloween, then we just ignore it, right? So who does that? You know, I'm raising my hand. See, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm like, I'm looking at the class, class, right? Um, fourth, some people oppose it. Oh my goodness. This is the path to Satan. This is the devil's birthday. This is the devil's day. It leads to the occult. It's desperately wicked, right? Um, and they just oppose it, shout against it. Oh, you know, so uh, if you see somebody 
you know, walking through. They got their bullhorn. The the day of the Lord is coming. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, they, they throw water on the witches. No, I'm sorry. That's too much. Too much. Calm down. Um, but they completely oppose it. Right. And I, I shouldn't joke about that. Um, they completely oppose it because of the the association with witchcraft, the association with sorcery and the diviners. It, they just completely stand against it. It's the devil's day and we want to have nothing to do with it. Matter of fact, we look down on anyone that does participate with it because we are to come out from among them and be separate. Right. So I get it. I get it. Listen. Baptist, fundamental Baptist background in there. There's a couple other places, but one of those places is a fundamental Baptist, right? The the Halloween, that's the Lord. I mean, that's the devil incarnate, right? Pagan, started from a pagan ritual? Oh, no. And then others use it as an evangelism tool. Hey, you know what? Um, This is a great opportunity for me to share the gospel with the lost, right? I remember, um, well, I'll get into uh, how I have lived each one of these methods. I have experienced and participated in each one of these. So I get it over the years. Where are you at? Are you one? Hey, we participate. Hey, I grew up, my family, I've been trick-or-treating since I was a kid. I want my kids to participate. Hey, it's fine. Just another day. It ain't that serious. Right. Why these church people tripping? You know, number two. Hey, we redeem the day. Um, we will have kind of our alternative. It was one thing, but we're going to spin it and it's going to be something different. You ignore it. Just another day. Right. After the 31st it's going to be November 1st. We keep moving. Right. Uh, you oppose it. Hey, that's it. We will not. You know, Halloween. I, I turn off all the commercials. Right. <laughs> I stand outside the hollow screen. And be blowing my horn saying, hey, you know, don't go in there. Um, or we evangelize and we say, hey, you know what? Um, um, our God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There are no rivals close to him. So we are going to tell the truth um, about there is a holy God. Right. So we take this opportunity to evangelize. So where do you fit? You know, um, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. I've been doing I'm learning podcasting, so work with me, people. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you can put it in the comment section. If you're listening to it on Spotify or whatever, then, you know, nod your head, you know, with whatever one. So um, I have been a part of all of these stances. So let me tell you just how. Um, well, participate, it's fine. Um, I have gone trick-or-treating before. Uh, now, um, oh, don't tell nobody, right? But there was one Halloween where I stayed at my aunt's house. And she said, y'all want to go trick-or-treat? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, can I tell my free candy that people just give to you? Yes, that sounds like childhood bliss, right? So, you know, and I, it was so ghetto. It was so crazy. I didn't have a good costume. Like, I, I think I had like a, like a, uh, like a shirt. And I, <laughs> I had like a white shirt and a, um, 
I think I put a, I tied a shirt like over my head and I think I had a pillowcase, right? And I was a ghost. Listen, this ain't even, this ain't even deep, right? Or a shepherd. I might've said I was a shepherd because I came from a Christian home. So I put the, put the pillowcase, holding the pillowcase kept to collect my candy. And I probably had a, a shirt wrapped around my head because I'm a, I'm a shepherd. Let's just say that. Right. So I have participated in, I was a kid, had a good time. Right. That was a fun night. You know, man, I was mad last, the next year when, uh, we couldn't do it again. My mom was like, what? No, you ain't going over there. Last week, last year, y'all went trick or treat. Right. Um, redeem the day. I participated in fall festivals. Um, I've been at churches where we've done a trunk or treat. Incidentally, that was a huge, uh, a huge outreach for that ministry. Um, I've been a part of fall festivals, hallelujah nights, you know, in the church gymnasium, right? Um, or you go to the mall and uh, just get candy there. We're not going door to door. We're going to go to the mall and get some from the, from the mall there. Um, but uh, we had... For a long time, we just kind of ignored it. <coughs> we just kind of ignored it. Quiet house. Sit here. Mind your business. Right? Um, uh, on occasion, we've opposed it. Right? And I still, there are certain aspects of it that I, I strongly stand against. Um, uh, and then we even tried evangelizing. Right? So I remember we did, um, so kids would come out trick-or-treating right so one one year we had the good the idea that we were going to witness to the kids you know we had you know they had told us hey here's how you you know you give out little tracks right give out a little track telling people about jesus so we didn't have any candy though right so we kind of messed it up we were like hey when they come we are going to when they put their bag out then we'd be like oh okay little kid and then we, we put the a track in their bag. We're like, oh, okay, here you go. Here's a little track. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And then um, they, they're kind of looking like, what? The kids are looking at the little books. You know, a little track is a little book. So we gave them little books. <laughs> uh, then the next time we opened up for the next group and we saw our little books sitting on the, on the, uh, Outside, like they had apparently just took it out, you know, little ghetto kids. I mean, little neighborhood kids, right? You know, not trying to tell them where I grew up. Little neighborhood kids where, um, you know, the the tracks were <laughs> laying all out front in the yard. Because <laughs> they're like, man, we don't want no books. We ain't come to read. We want candy. So um, that didn't work. So what we tried to do is next time, so we didn't have, we didn't go by candy because we don't, don't normally celebrate it. Um, we had some raisins, right? We had some raisins, and, you know, nature's candy. <laughs> so we would give them tracks. We tried it again. Trick or treat. Okay, here you go. Oh, look, look, look. Don't throw it away because you got a little box of raisins with it. So we put some raisins in there, a uh, little box of raisins in the track. Uh, you know, we still, that, it was okay. That that didn't turn out as well, um, you know, because the kids didn't want the raisins either. I was like, they don't want raisins. Um, we tried putting peppermints, right? So then after that year, we were just like, you know what? Uh, maybe this track thing is not 
is not the best method for evangelizing the lost. So I say all that to say, we've tried all of them throughout my life. And many Christians kind of have their idea of what it means. Or uh, so I've gone through, I've evolved through or processed through each one of these vantage points. So when my daughter asked me, hey, dad, why is it that we don't celebrate Halloween? I didn't have a succinct answer for the child other than we don't do it, right? Hey, as Christians, we don't do it. And I said, well, let me do some research. So I did a little research and um, I got a little history lesson, you know, so put my teacher hat on, a little history lesson. So the history of Halloween. So <coughs> actually before Halloween, before it was called Halloween, um, well, let me start, you know, about 2000 years ago, uh, the Celts um, in Ireland, uh, I guess the Celts are Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and I, there was a pagan holiday year, thousands and thousands of years ago called Soden, Sorin, right? I'm, I'm reading some of my notes. Sorin, um, thousand or um, there was a Celtic festival called Sorin and um, it was October 31st, right? This pagan holiday was October 31st. It marked the end of summer and the beginning of the cold winter, right? And so um, during the cold winter, this is kind of the darker half of the year, right? And because it was darker half of the year, it was a lot colder, then um, death was more prevalent, right? So these, these, these pagans, would um, they believed that the barrier between the physical world and the spirit world was breaking down during this time of year. And it allowed more interaction between humans and the other world. So there, there are different spirits that will come and kill people, uh, play tricks on people. Um, and because they, feel, they saw that the, the layers between the spiritual and the underworld were a little thinner. So some spirits would come out and these spirits would play tricks on people or um, the ghosts would roam and different things, right? The dead would return to the earth and cause trouble. They damage crops and play tricks and stuff on the living. So for this reason, the Druids would often build large bonfires and they'd offer sacrifices, you know, to the Celtic deities to kind of appease them so that they wouldn't come and destroy their crops and they wouldn't come and um, uh, and haunt them, etc. Right? They the Celtic people also left token offerings outside their villages to kind of appease these ghosts and spirits. Right? So Sorin was surely or definitely a pagan origin, a pagan holiday, uh, pagan festival. It was celebrated with. Um, it was celebrated with, uh, bonfires, you know, cattle was sacrificed. They were kind of cold the herd preparing for the winter. So they would kill and sacrifice certain things and, um, you know, and feast, you know, it was at the end of harvest. Okay. So very pagan celebration, debauchery, wickedness, sacrifice to, um, Celtic deities, etc. Um, 
They believe that Sorin, the god of death, scattered evil spirits during this time um, throughout the world to attack the humans. You know, like I said, they would play tricks. To escape the attacks, watch this, the humans would assume disguises and make themselves look like evil spirits and monsters and different things, right? So that they, in a way to kind of fool the, the uh, ones, the ghosts and the spirits that came back from the dead, right? Hey, let's blend in with the ghosts. It looks like ghosts and spirits and, de and demons and, and witches or whatever um, to disguise themselves so they wouldn't get attacked by, by these um, demons or the, those from the afterworld. Okay, so, oh my goodness, this does not sound good. No wonder, right? No wonder we hear stuff like, oh, it's pagan holiday, devil's work, it's devil's day. So it, the origins were, were very, um, yeah, that's anti. That doesn't sound like something Christians should participate with at all. So, oh, it's simple. Close podcast. Don't do it. Sound like devil, right? Well, let's, let's continue the story. So um, in AD 43, you know, Rome is conquering the world and eventually they expanded to include Ireland, right? So now there's Roman influence all over the world. And with the Roman influence, eventually the Christian influence expanded to Ireland, right? So the Christian influence expanded to Ireland or these Celtic lands, Um but rather than abolish the Celtic tradition of October 31st, the church shifted the focus of the October 31st celebration from pagan deities and Roman spirits to the dead uh, uh, and the dead to a more Christian emphasis on the soul, the supernatural and the saints. So in the ninth century, the Christian church, the Roman Catholic church, the Christian church, they shifted the focus. Hey, let's not let this day be a day dedicated to, to the underworld or the souls or to the dead. Let's focus it on the, um, on Christians, right? On uh, the soul, the supernatural and the saints that have passed, right? So essentially, <laughs> Halloween became the alternative festival, right? Um, November 1st was hollowed, so all, hollowed All Saints Day, right? Let me look at my notes. Um, it was All Hallows Eve, right? So, you know, and we familiar with hollow, you know, hollow be thy name when we pray. So, it's kind of sanctified, holy, all saints, Eve. It was shortened later to hollow Eve, right? The Eve of All Hallows Day, Halloween. So Halloween in its origin became a day to combat or to um, compete with or Christianize or influence a pagan holiday, right? That sounds like they are redeeming the day. Hey, rather this day being set aside for the dead, you know, come back to life and the death that would happen, let's hollow this day. Let's redeem this day for the saints. 
and we will pay reverence to those saints that have died before us. Or it's like, oh. So November 1st became known as All Saints Day in the Catholic Church. Um, and then in AD 1000, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day. But and many of the same traditions of Sauron, including bonfires, parades, costumes of saints, devils, angels, all this stuff was still being practiced. So this was the origin of Halloween. So now when I look at it, I say, wow. So um, how do I process this as a believer? How do I uh, do I associate it with? Because the Halloween version of it um, was introduced by the church, by Christians attempting to redeem a pagan holiday. Hmm. Now I'm starting to think maybe we should... Uh-oh, so how should we interact with this day? Furthermore, now let's be clear. There is definitely some connections Halloween to the occult, right? We see that the 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 Soren holiday, but also Wiccan, right? So witches even today um, associate Halloween with one of their holy days, right? So witches also celebrate Halloween as one of their holy days. So it's like, mm, it's still not all good. The water's kind of murky, right? You know, so it, it's... Um, trying to make it a Christian reference to the saints that have passed, you know, and, but the, the ghouls and the ghosts and the devils and the demons and different things, they still are trying to lay claim to this day as well. Oh no. How should a Christian decide? Well, let's go to the Bible, you know, let's, let's see is there a line? Um, where should our, our beliefs fall? Well, so here is what we do know. The Bible does draw a line um, that we need to be aware of. So let's go Old Testament first. Deuteronomy 18, 14. Um, so Moses is giving the law and he's telling them, for those nations which you are about to possess... They listen to fortune tellers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. Okay. So he's saying, hey, um, my people or Israelites, when you go into the land, there's going to be pagan practices. There's going to be sorcerers. There's going to be diviners. And as the Lord's people you are not allowed to do this. This is Deuteronomy, right? So we see that, okay, God has given us a left and right boundary. God has said, hey, sorceries, you know, diviners, you know, pray, you know, necromancers and, and, and talking to the dead and all this. Okay, no, no, this is obviously anti um, that's Old Testament. Let's go New Testament. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, fits of rage, 
uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now, some of you um, have been to some holiday parties, some of these holiday adult parties. And some of these holiday adult parties, you know, um, I can't say whether I've been to one or not, but some of these holiday, I mean, these adult Halloween parties <laughs> sound a lot like Galatians chapter five, verses 19 and 21, right? So God is saying there is a boundary. There are some things that are not accepted whatsoever. The Old Testament and the New Testament clearly outlines that the occult, witchcraft, worship of Satan, you know, um, Ouija boards, diviners, right? Miss Cleo, however you want to call it, there's definitely these are out. These are, there is no exception. The Bible is clear. Okay, got it. We cannot participate in these things, right? So let me ask you, um, well, are there areas within Halloween that we can participate, right? Um, do I have to throw out the baby with the bathwater? Do I have to say, okay, all right, um, um, yes, I, I definitely agree. Sorcery, hey, if y'all got the Ouija boards out, I'm out, right? If y'all are, you know, staring at mirrors, calling Blood Mary and all this, and, you know, drunkenness and uh, all this extra stuff, I, we worshiping the devil. What? We killing goats and stuff? Worshiping the devil? Nah, bruh. <laughs> Drinking blood and all this? Nah. <laughs> what? This is not funny. No, sir. Cannot indulge with it. Hey, these are obviously against God's word, against God's principle, right? So there's definitely left and right. No, there's there's no play in that. There's no there's no room. Um, but what about um? So because we can't go that far, <clears throat> do we completely stay away, or is there an opportunity to redeem the day, right? Um, there's this one writer, um, were, uh, the Ware family, uh, I did a lot, some research. The Ware family says they choose to, um, so within the four participate and embrace it all. No, can't do it. So, um, we can't, I, uh, applying the Bible to real life, we can't say, hey, participate in everything that goes along with it. Sacrifice for the dead and blood and all this stuff. So we can't wholeheartedly, hey, you know, I'm all in for, what, for whatever. No, can't do that. So that fully participate is off. Um, what about redeeming the day? Hey, you know what? Let's, let's, um, are there areas in this that can be redeemed, right? Um, the Ware family uses Halloween as a springboard to talk about the history of the church and its martyrs. <laughs> um, so they, they used Halloween to say, Hey, well, here was the original, um, 
use of Halloween in Christianity, where we would talk about the saints or those that that came before us. So uh, they use Halloween as an expression of faith. You know, hey, you know what? There's been many believers that have gone and been martyrs for what they believe. They're living for Christ, blah, 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 blah. Right. So um, that's one way we can bring up, though the world is doing this way, here is um, what we can focus on as believers, right? In your life, sometime there will, there may be a time for, you know, X, Y, Z, right? Um, how else can we respond? So ignoring it, right? <clears throat> no candy, no, no neighbors, no hello, no nothing, right? Um, and the, the response to that is, uh, I don't really believe that I missed out on anything. My parents said, no, we're not doing it, right? For many of the years, it was just, no, you know, ignore it. We're not doing it. And I can't say my childhood is slighted, you know, because I didn't go out with all the other kids, right? And I don't believe that my children would have a lesser quality, you know, childhood if they did not or, and do not um, participate in Halloween, right? I don't, I don't believe that, you know, uh, that they miss out and I'm scarring their social development and all this nonsense, right? Um, so I also was reading, and this was something that I thought was interesting. Uh, let's see. This was interesting. Uh, evil spirits are no more active and sinister on Halloween than any other day of the year. In fact, any day is a good day for Satan to prowl and seek and devour. Right? So we shouldn't, um, we don't have to treat Halloween as any other day. Satan is busy every day. So my normal activity standing against Satan, right? Whether it's Halloween or not Halloween, this, uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So, you know, some would say, I don't treat this as a different day. I, we battle against principalities and wickedness in high places every day. So this is just another day in the life of the believer, or this is just another day under the sun where um, I don't make a big difference. You know, the devil's busy. I pray every day, right? So on Halloween, I pray. On oh, Halloween, I pray. It's just another day. We just ignore it and keep moving, right? Um, and then you have those that, now <clears throat> he said, um, they wholeheartedly oppose it, right? Um and I believe if you wholeheartedly oppose it, just be able to articulate why, right? And there, there are, you know, the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. Separate. Hey, if this is something that's celebrated and you do not agree with it, then hey, it, I am separate. I am totally against what this is. Um, what was it? Uh, I was reading somewhere and they said, um, Bible says, what sort of things are holy? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And he's like, 
It's Halloween, holy, just, pure, lovely, right? Well, if not, then speak up against it, right? And they completely oppose it. And that's it. You know, I've known people that they go out and, you know, uh, you know, stand against, uh, hey, I don't celebrate Halloween and you shouldn't either, right? It's devil's day. Um, incidentally, it's not the devil's birthday, right? Um, the devil was created probably on the same day that Gabriel was created, right? But his name was Lucifer at the time. So the devil was created, you know, it wasn't on Halloween. So there's a lot of myths and stuff about too, but, uh, we can still not be deceived. Um, we have an adversary that comes against us every day and Halloween is no different. So you can just ignore it. Right. Um, but also the opportunity to evangelize the loss. And I thought, um, I thought there was a little opportunity here that as believers, we may not have done or be doing correctly. I remember there was, there used to be this youth group that had like a hell house, right? So they have the little haunted house tour and they're scaring the kids, blah, blah, blah. And the kids are crying or whatever. And there you see all this stuff. And then at the end, there's this salvation message, you know, and they call people to Christ. You know, they've chosen to evangelize the lost and use that day. Um, so it, it's interesting because as believers, we know that, um, death is not the end and death has been swallowed up in victory, right? Christ has swallowed up death in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Right? So this could be an opportunity where you talk to others and you explain to others because conversations about death and hell and the afterworld and spirits, right? Your Bible is full of talks about sacrifices and spirits, right? Holy spirit, you know, we can add clarity. Um, it's not, uh, we, we're able to use this as an opportunity to share the gospel. Well, you know what? Here's the Bible actually says about that. Here's what the Bible actually teaches about the afterlife. Here is uh, what the Bible actually um, teaches about angels and demons and stuff. So there's an opportunity to evangelize the law because uh, Halloween creates an opportunity for believers to share their truth, uh, the truth about Christianity with non-believers. So how are you? So let's go this segment. Uh, at the at the end of the podcast, I like to have what's called a wrap up. So after we've kind of talked through these ideas, hopefully you've been challenged in some things. Hopefully you've asked yourself, why don't I celebrate? Right. Hopefully you've asked yourself, hmm, is there a way that I can be a part? Because here's one thing I do know. Um, on Halloween. Okay, I don't know what neighborhood you grew up in, but there aren't carolers that come to the door for Christmas time for us to participate in caroling and singing and all this, right? Um, but there's definitely more activity, more interaction with neighbors, more meeting of the actual people in your neighborhood because they are walking around outside 
we see more of that in Halloween. So by ignoring my neighbors or uh, not engaging the culture in this space, you know, is this helpful? Is this the best use of time? Uh, or can I use this opportunity to get a chance to meet my neighbors, right? <laughs> who here does not know who their neighbor is, right? Because they don't walk around. They play in their own yard. We play in our own yard, right? So um, perhaps this year could be an opportunity for you to um, introduce yourself to the kids, you know, that come into your neighborhood. Maybe meet some of the parents that are walking into your neighborhood. Maybe you can redeem the time because the days are evil. I don't believe um, that, uh, I believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So, you know, oh, these devils and witches and all this. Listen, God has overcome death and the grave and hell, right? So there is no fear. So should I engage the culture? Should you engage the culture? You know? So here's the wrap up. Like any other day, Christians should exercise caution and wise stewards uh, as protectors of their family. Right? So there are some practices or some parties or some places that I will not allow my teenage daughter to go or participate in because certain Halloween parties can go, uh, can be breeding grounds for trouble, right? So wisdom says, hey, you know what? Um, outside of my control, you know, we're not going to have you participate in those, right? So I think you should exercise caution and be a wise steward of your family. Um, another aspect of it is as Christians, I think there could be a place for limited, non-compromising participation in Halloween, right? Um, I went to an event and at the event, they had a costume party. Now, it wasn't in October. It was like in, in June, June, July, whatever, but you know, we dressed up in costumes, like Black Panther was there, Superman was there. I personally was Spider-Man, right? And I was like, man, this is fun. I had fun just being dressed up at a costume party, right? So these aspect of Halloween could be fun for kids, right? There's nothing inherently evil with candy. There's nothing heavenly inherently evil with wearing a costume or meat talk, um, giving candy to your neighbors, right? So should we participate? Uh, I'm going to leave this struggle to you, but here's what I would say. If you have had a history of struggling with the occult or witchcraft or you know, you've been delivered out of witchcraft and this is an area in which you're still sensitive and frail, then it's best not to participate, right? Um, Bible speaks about a clean house. Um, once you've cleaned house, you should fill it with God's word, with the Holy Spirit. Do not leave the house empty. And if there's some areas you still have to develop through, then you shouldn't participate. 
if that hasn't been your issue, if you are interested in, hey, I just like the free candy. I've talked to some guys and they say, hey, you know, we just go out and buy our kids candy. You know, hey, y'all want candy? We go get candy and we call it a day, right? So the question is, how will you respond, right? But I say this, there is a area there outside of the occult and sorcery. There is an area there for you to be a light and example and perhaps Maybe for the one time all year, meet your neighbors, engage with your neighbor's kids, be kind to those that are around you. And because ultimately the responsibility to make this decision rests with you as the adult. It shouldn't rest with your children because we have a duty to train up our children. It rests with us as the adult. And I think we should be able to give a reason for why we're doing it. Are we taking advantage of this opportunity to reach the loss? Or, hey, I completely stand against it and we will not participate. You know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? Uh, So that's this week's episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you come back for additional ones. I would love to see your posts on, on the YouTube channel. I would love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, um, Bible in Real Life podcast. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and to subscribe. Something will be coming out every week. It won't always be me. I will be interviewing people as well. And I'm excited because I want us all to be able to apply God's word and enjoy and live the Bible in real life. I'm your host, Lee Fuller. Interesting conversation. Ponder it, pray about it, and then go out and have a great week. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.